go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Let go with ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo: los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja, y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Hi everybody, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. How do we introduce this topic? <laughs> a lot of people are just probably going to click on the title and just say, hey, it has the word horny in it, so why not take a <laughs> listen? This is going to be probably one of our most highly listened to episodes. I mean, anytime we have the theme of dating and sex, like people are automatically attracted to it, which says a lot about why I wanted to do this episode. Um, sexuality for me is something so interesting because it is such a natural impulse it is it is literally in our biology it is part of what makes us mammals and animals and yet it is something so highly like restricted and and sort of judged upon in all aspects of society and religion and politics and it's so bizarre like no one talks about breathing or pooping or peeing or you know what i'm saying like as much as we talk about sex well i talk more about pooping than sex yeah you do you love to talk about poop <laughs> That's that's me. And before anyone jumps to that conclusion, no, I do not co-sign the whole taking a dump on someone's chest. Oh, God, Jenny. I don't want any sucios who are listening being like, I bet you she's into that. Absolutely no. not. That's going to be a no Absolutely for me. Absolutely not. I don't like to kink shame, but that is one that I will shame. Uh, you know, two girls, one cup. Uh, I think it's like one of the most traumatic oh. things millennials went through oh. is the dissemination of the video two girls one cup we're not going to be talking about that in this episode we want to be we want to be intellectual about sex we want to talk sort of in a in a more researched and nuanced way about sexuality you know what i'm saying this is like talking about sex but with glasses on yes now i'm like i feel like i'm referencing like secretary porn i don't know what I'm, where i'm going with this um <laughs> point is like for me the the topic of sex was always a really interesting element to to notice about the two places I grew up. Living in Venezuela, sexuality was everywhere. It was on billboards. It was like to sell you like cigarettes. There were like boobs out. There was always like naked women in billboards. Even politicians, like politicians openly had mistresses and no one kind of gave a shit. Meanwhile, you had the U.S., which is like more of a Puritan uh rooted community and at least politically it's like you know oh my god bill clinton uh got a a bj in the oval office this means he needs to you know get out of the white house and this this element of like oh no shaming shaming sex is like part of society but then contradictory to all that i feel like i saw way more sex growing up in in the u.s than in Venezuela, like even though sex was sort of sold and more outwardly in Latin America, um, 
it was a little bit more Catholic and conservative in at home. And then in the U.S., it was a little, it was like more performative Puritan and then actually hypersexual uh, behind closed doors. Like, I, fe- I always felt that difference. I don't know if you felt that way in Miami. Miami, I always feel like it's just like sex, okay. just a sex city. Miami, oh God, Miami. Um, You know, it's funny because it's, Miami's like people pretending to be hardcore Catholic and stuff, but like. They go to church, they do misa, and they, like, consume the body of Christ. And then the next day, they're back on their puteria. So <laughs> all I can say is just go out one night in Miami. I think that's where people really show their true colors. I have never seen more exposed nips and peepees, whether you're in the Grove or South Beach. And it's also hot. It's very hot in Miami. So I think people kind of excuse that whole thing. But then at the same time, people act all holier than thou and like, oh my God, she's such a slut. What a slut, bro. She's such a slut. And I'm like, okay, but what? Like, I know what you did last Saturday, Kimmy. Like, I don't, what? And I, I don't know. And it could be Caribbean culture too. I know I always feel weird around my like my, my more prim and proper like Mexican friends and Peruvian friends etc because that's when I really see the difference at how like for the lack of a better word chusma Caribbean people are what is chusma I don't know I guess ratchet I don't know like very like not very classy like we love to talk about pee and poo poo and and, and teta y culo y, yeah, yeah. like we're more vulgar there you go vulgar Caribbean people tend to be more vulgar, in my opinion, in my personal experience. Don't tell that to the Cubans and Coral Gables, but it is the truth. I mean, it's so true. In Venezuela, there was like, there's so many, like a lot of the jokes were about sex. A lot of the humor was around sexuality and like making fun of it and making, you know, there's this whole term chinazo, which is a word that specifically means when there's a double entendre that makes someone, you know, seem like they're talking about sex. You know what I mean? It is kind of like an obsession in, I think, in a lot of Caribbean cultures. I don't know if it's because it's, you know, warm out and tropical and, you know, we weren't uh, colonized by Puritans. It was like a bunch of Spaniards coming to fuck whatever they could like it it, I feel like there's got to be some reason that you know the history of how we came about is sort of the reason why we we treat things the way that we treat them um and that's why I think the the contradiction of the U.S. is so interesting to me because it's this sort of quasi-Puritan society that also is hypersexual. It like lived through the full sexual revolution of the 70s, uh, which I read an article and it said like, you know, during the sexual revolution, especially here in the US, it's like um, sex was almost perceived as like power, but in the masculine sense. So the more the more partners you had, the more sort of, you know, meaningless casual sex you had, the more power that gave you, like that was perceived as like power when it was actually sort of more of a masculine perception of sex versus a feminine perception of sex. So like all this is to say, it's always been a taboo everywhere. Sex has pretty much been a taboo everywhere, but the levels of what kind of taboo and what level of taboo it is, I think is really interesting and affects how like even 
people have sex in those countries. Like I have a list, Jenny, of the horniest countries. I'm sure you do. In the world. I've done some research and I'm like, where? You've always had this list. Because I've always had this list. I've always had my theories. Like, I've always had my theories about what countries were, like, the most, you know, sexually open. And and I have to say, a lot of my research sort of confirmed a lot of my theories. Hmm. Before I started my research about the most horny countries and the most, like, sexually active countries, I wanted to also know what was the least sexually active country. I want you to guess what you think the least sexually active country is and why. Oh. This is so fun. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. I just, I feel like I'm a game show host and the only contestant is Jenny. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm going to guess that it's an East Asian country mm-hmm. because I am aware via my Asian friends of the repression, the sexual repression in these countries. Mm-hmm. Throw out any country. I don't know. Okay, Japan. Japan, Japan. is my number one. one. of my top guesses is, is Japan. Absolutely correct. Absolutely <laughs> correct. You've won. Jenny just won 100 Joanna points, which means just no, just doesn't really mean Nothing. anything. Not even a coupon. Nothing. To, to Subway. All right. So yes. So Japan is one of the most sexually dissatisfied countries in the world. And there's like a lot of reasons for this, right? First of all, uh, Japan has like the longest average working hours in the world. Like everyone in Japan yeah. is working like crazy. It's insane. Like they have this very intense work culture, um, which, you know, it doesn't give you a lot of time for the hootenanny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But even like intimacy in their culture, apparently, and I'm not an expert on this. This is coming from an article on Vox I read. Some of these researchers are saying that like physical contact itself is also sort of not particularly part of culture. They bow. They don't shake hands. There's not a lot of like hugging and touching that is part innately of the culture, like besides the sexual element. And that might be part of the reasons why like intimacy is perceived as a little different Mm. okay that makes sense but i think this is one of the things that i find the most interesting and i think that like as we go on this journey talking about like women's rights in in some of these places is really interesting because Mm. in japan japanese cultural and business norms strongly discourage women from marrying if they'd like to succeed in work so There's this cultural struggle where women that want to join the workforce are told culturally that once you're a wife, you know, your job kind of needs to take second in command, which has created basically a culture of women not wanting to get married. So women aren't wanting to get married. Therefore, there's not a lot of coupling going on. And um, that's kind of why the Japanese economy with this is sort of the perfect storm of sexlessness, overworked underemployed and undermarried and now japan has a crazy like population problem everyone is getting older and there's not a lot of babies go spread the word when you get a fresh hot mccrispy from mcdonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag don't try to wait till you get home always respect hot chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba let go with ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. 
Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Yeah, I always wondered that because I have a couple friends who lived in Japan. Mm -hmm. I have two that live there now that are not originally from there. They're from the U.S. and they're Latino. So I learned a lot from them and that's how I knew that. But I never knew why, per se. Um, it always confused me because like when you think about anime and hentai mm -hmm. and all of that, it's very sexual. Mm -hmm. And then so when you hear how repressed they are, but then you see the art that comes from it. Yeah. You're just confused. You're like, oh, okay. Well, it's it's almost like the country is like a prepubescent teen who who can't get laid. So all like they're like like what is created out of that is like hypersexual content too. Yes, because I feel like a lot of it stems from there. Uh, yeah, from Japanese anime and even freaking Sailor Moon had sexual tension. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was sexy. That was sexy. That little sailor. I was like, mm, I feel a certain way about tuxedo mask. Um, <laughs> What's going on here? So yeah, there was like, there were, even in your like childhood anime cartoons, you felt that like repression, that desire, this is like underlying horniness that you underlying couldn't make sense horny. of as a kid. Underlying, underlying horniness. Which is like, yeah. you know, it, um, I have uh, friends, Colombian friends that actually live in Japan and, and, and in Tokyo, and they were telling me about, you know, how they're, they've sort of created intimacy as a commodity so like you can go to bars to to just talk to someone and just pay someone to talk to you or there's like cuddle bars which they exist in the united states these the cuddle mm -hmm. parties and cuddling cuddleists but um there's this there's these cuddle bars where you know you you pay people to just hug you um and I, I, you know as colombians they were always shocked about this because culturally in latin america we touch all the time like They're, they're to the point of it, like being kind of crazy. Like I remember driving up to, to school every day and I would kiss every single person. I would kiss on the cheek and I would have to go, hola, buenos días, buenos días, buenos días, buenos días, hola, yo, besito, 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 besito. And I was just kissing everyone all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like, what the fuck? Like it would take 20 minutes to say hi to everyone because I'd have to hug and kiss everyone. And You know, then you have these cultures where, you know, it's not the case. It's not better or worse. It's just not the case. Yeah, we're very touchy people. Mm -hmm. And over time, as I've made more non-Latino friends, I've mastered the wave, the awkward wave. Mm, this? Just one big swoop of the hey. hand. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, guys. Because you could really see the discomfort um, when you go in for a hug. Mm -hmm. And then during the height of the Me Too movement, I just remembered thinking this is a very important movement. Obviously, mm -hmm. I am pro Me Too movement, but there was a slight apprehension mm -hmm. in the back of my mind for Latino men. <laughs> Because I know so, so many of my Latino guy friends are just very warm and loving and huggy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh-oh, um, this is not going to go well. <laughs> This is not gonna go well. I remember. Just simply because of how touchy and not in a sexual creepy way. Of course not. I'm not about that shit. Pero we're such like a warm and embracing. We love hugs. We love kisses on the cheek. Like 
even me as a married woman, I will laugh with people. Doesn't matter their gender. I will touch them on the knee sometimes. I'll like slap them on the knee or I'll touch their shoulder. Yeah. That's how I'm a very touchy person. And sometimes I'm like, oh, you gotta stop that. So there was that thought process. I was like, oh no, but what's gonna happen to like Latinos in general? (laughs) Yeah. It's culturally very different. It's culturally very different. Like I remember my mom always told me this story. I was born in England and um, England is like even more prudish than any place I've ever been, uh, including like New England. And my mom just grabbed a guy's like arm like, oh, you're so funny. And he was like, do not touch me, Anna. And he he, like, this is a story that like she keeps telling like over and over again as like one of the most embarrassing moments of her life because she was like, oh my God, I I didn't realize that like touching him was like, Oh my God, it was so embarrassing. No man had ever told me not to touch their arm. Like, you know, it was like a cultural shock for her. It was like the first time she realized that not everyone in the world acts like her and her friends, you know? Yeah. So now that we covered like Japan as uh, the antithesis of like a, a country that is very, very sexual, I have a list of the countries that are the most quote unquote sexually satisfied. These are This is all kind of like... A lot of this information, I'm not really sure how verídico it is, you know, how many men claim that they are having the bound chicka wow wow uh, all these times a week. I don't know. But putting that aside, generally, it seems like these countries are the most sexually satisfied. I want to, I want you to guess maybe, I have a few countries here. I want you to guess one country you think might be on this and why. This is so stereotypical, but I'm going to go ahead and say France. Can you believe they are not on the list? Well, France, I am disappointed in you. (laughs) I think it's just because that's something I heard my whole life. Like my parents met in French class. My mom like speaks French. She's been to France a bunch. Like that's all I've been surrounded by outside of Cuban culture. I would say it's been French culture. Mm -hmm. And that's all I hear is like how free they are. And they're very much about they're very open about nudity. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's that they're more comfortable with nudity, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're hypersexual. I mean, I think they're very like liberal and open, you know, way more than us. I, I might be wrong here, but, you know, this is a republic uh, and, and they aren't this rigid religious structure that is part of, you know, their their politics. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's a good that's a good example of like a country that has marketed themselves very intelligently <laughs> like they their brand is sexy but in reality not as much not as much as other places that you'd be more that you'd be more surprised of but like who's answering these polls no one's come to my door and been like are you having good sex here in the good old US of A how do they how are they, how is this quantified so apparently like they did Durex did an online uh poll Durex and yeah of course they did they were like let's uh, do a poll to see where we should market more um and they just like have these findings but the only country where they didn't do it online is Nigeria and the information that came out of Nigeria is just incredibly skewed (laughs) like it's clearly like someone was asking these people questions it wasn't this anonymous survey online and you could see that their information is like not at all like in comparison to the rest of the information and the stats and the data they collected at all like on average like they they were like yes super sexually satisfied the men sit claim they're having a bunch of sex and that the sex lasts forever and it's like yeah this is because there was someone asking these men face to face (laughs) 
okay how sexually satisfied they are but the other countries that were pulled were, were all through online anonymous surveys so okay i think that like for some reason france really let me down i was always expecting france to be on this like france is a very liberal nation it's like menage a trois is in french you know what i mean uh-huh. um and i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this but Voulez-vous coucher avec, avec moi? moi? Ce soir. So it's called French kissing. You know, it isn't called Russian kissing because it's sexy and romantic. Yeah, it's not called freaking Brazilian kissing, but there's Brazilian wax. You know, actually, Brazil was going to be my second guess. Ding, I don't ding, know ding, why. Ding, 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 That is correct. Oh, my God. You, you got it. Uh, Brazil is one of the most sexually active and sexually satisfied countries. You know, it's that they're very sexy people. It's the samba culture. All right. They're getting boned hard over there. That's great. I mean, you know, you you take a look at like just carnival, like just like the imagery of carnival and like how, you know, sexy and open it. I mean, the thong was created in Brazil. I think that didn't really surprise me a lot. I mean, Portuguese is also the sexiest language on the on the planet. Brazilian Portuguese. They can be saying like, let me clean your gutter. Like, oh, I don't care to clean a bottle to a gutter. And it just sounds sexy. <laughs> okay. I have something on this list. I have a country that I would not expect to be on this list that is on this list. With that information, I want you to guess a place that you would be kind of shocked to know that they were bing, 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 bing a lot. That I'd be shocked to know. Pretty shocked. I'd say I was pretty shocked when I found this country. I'm not going to say Canada. I don't know what goes on up there. Um, I love that you said Canada because I also expected maybe Canada. It, you're not off there. Like the cold and... Well, I was going to say like England. Oh my God. Do you think the Brits, they are, they absolutely not. I don't know. They are. all the, they are. <laughs> I don't, they are getting it on. I feel like they're too awkward. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but I feel like English people would be like, oh, I'm, bloody, I'm so sorry. I got in the way. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Excuse me. Oh, witty banter. Witty banter. Witty banter. Witty banter. Oh, Honestly, queen. a breath of fresh air compared to the shit I dealt with in Miami. Yeah. But so you're saying no. No, not England. Um, I think I think you were kind of on the right, right track with Canada in the sense that like it's a very cold country. So Russia is on this list. Um, okay. Well, it, it, it kind of shocked. Duh. because i was like i mean i'm gonna be honest i always say russian people are the scariest people to me they just scare me i'm like you know i don't know why i go to coney island it's all russians there and i'm i'll be there in the dead of winter and a russian will literally come out of the ocean like a freezing ocean and be like hello what are you looking at it's warm in there like you know but anyway mira i don't i don't enjoy i don't enjoy sex when it's cold it, it's probably the worst <laughs> feeling in the world I'm like, no, no, we need to turn off the... So I can't imagine living in a place like that and trying to get it on. But think about it. So Russia, it's cold climate. There's not a lot to do when it's like the dead of winter. And their winter lasts a very long time. It gets dark very quickly. And also, it's one of the countries with the highest consumption of alcohol per capita. So I don't know. There, It doesn't... Like, once you start thinking about, like, darkness, your home, you know, alone, it gets cold and you drink in vodka like what else are you gonna do do you know what I'm saying? like yeah go spread the word when you get a fresh hot mccrispy from mcdonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag don't try to wait till you get home always respect hot chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba
Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Yeah, Russia kind of shocked me, and there's another country here that shocked me, and there's something in common with two of these countries, and the thing that's in common, it's communism. So... A weird thing I noticed is there's a lot of countries that were communists or are communists that are on this list. And I have a theory about it. Interesting. But, but what country, just guess what country is on this list that is, you know, a commie country, basically. Ch China. Yeah, China. So China's on this list. If you look at the fact that they have a population problem, maybe it's not that big of a shock. <laughs> And the fact that they literally needed to do a one child per couple policy in order to be like, yo, y'all, y'all be creating too many people. But I think I have a theory that's like, you know, a lot of these communist countries, religion isn't really a part of culture. And in a lot of these places, like sexual education and access to contraception and all these things is really readily available because it's a way of, you know, the, the government to sort of like control its population. The China is controlling its population by saying you can only have one kid. They are giving women access to birth control. Mm -hmm. You are sort of given all the tools to not have children and to protect yourself um, because it's literally the law. So, I mean, if, if you have a IUD and, you know, why not? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of the places that have less sex are probably places that people are afraid to to have children or, or the, or the, you know, repercussions of having sex. And if it's like readily available to you, for you to control and have that access to birth control, I feel like people be fucking. People be fucking. As I've been looking at this, like the shocking elements of every country stop shocking me. And then I think like pretty much a lot of the other places didn't surprise me that much. For example, like Greece, you think about Greece and it's like, You look at the art from Greece from like 2,000 years ago, and it is sexy. And it is like homoerotic, you know. They be, they be looking at sex all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't think they're a very <laughs> repressed society. Like, the Greek gods were fucking everyone. Absolutely um, not. When know? I think about orgies, I think about the Greeks and the Romans. And you know what's interesting is like some of these, you know, sociologists and researchers also like talked about diet. And, and weather. And it's like the Mediterranean diet is very healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have as many heart issues or, you know, pee pee issues necessarily. Those Kalamata <laughs> olives, I tell you. And, you know, the weather makes, you know, how people dress and how people like look and feel comfortable and feel sexy. Like if you're under a bunch of bundle claro. coats, I mean, unless you're in Russia, you might not want to, you know, get down but in in places like Greece it might be you know it's a more sexy more sexy well that yeah and I think that's why again going back to Miami it's just it's already there like you're like right there like your titties just just gotta lower it a little bit and it's out and you're out it's already out ready to party you don't gotta do a lot you don't have to remove a thousand layers you know it's you're ready to go you're hot and sweaty and frustrated <laughs> about traffic and you just want to have angry sweaty sex.
there you go. So I can see that very much in Greek culture. I always use the Greeks too as an example because people are like, oh my God, like what's the world coming to right now? Like all this sex, like here in the US. I'm like, girl, <laughs> like especially when it comes to like homophobic comments, I'm like, people have been fucking each other no matter the gender identity mm -mm. from the beginning of time. No. All right, dudes wore skirts, heels, makeup. They were gender fluid back then. So I love how people now act shocked. Like this is something new. I'm like, no girl. No girl. You should walk through a museum in Athens and be just like shocked at the sexuality <sighs> up on those like stone carvings, bro. You'll be shocked. Oh my God, dude, just sex parties, orgies. This isn't anything new, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. All right, all right, Jenny, we covered the surprising ones. We covered the obvious one, Brazil and Greece. I want to see if you can guess. I have two more countries on this list. I want to see if you can guess what they are. You will get 2,000 Joanna points, 2,500 Joanna points, or maybe even a billion, honestly. I, you know, I'm gonna just throw <laughs> it out there, a billion Joanna points. A billion Joanna points. Um, so tell me the question again. Is it again the most sexually yeah. active? Most sexually active, most sexually satisfied countries. I have two more. Who do you think they are? Damn, that's, this is getting harder now. Do you want me to give you a hint? Yeah, give me a hint. I feel like Latin America is a pretty sexual place, yeah, right? Yeah, I was, I was already there. I was, I was thinking South America. But think about sort of origin of a lot of the culture in Latin America. You're just thinking about South America. Estoy, lo que estoy diciendo es que hay gente que llegó a Latinoamérica y trajo mucho de la cultura, tía. Y trajo esa sexualidad a veces y esa, ¿sabes? Esa, esa, esa habladera de culo so, y... Spain. Yeah, Spain. Spain is one of them. Oh, God. I mean... I don't that that like doesn't surprise me. Not there's, super shocking. Yeah. No, like there's nude beaches. Like you know, gay marriage has been has been legal there for many many years. It's for very more. It's more open. Um, even though it's a very Catholic country, it's kind of like Latin America in that sense. Like you know, I don't know. I feel like it's a country that is really, while England is more like, oh bloody no. I feel like Spaniards are very blunt and direct and tell you what they like and what they don't. I don't know. It doesn't surprise me. I, you know, sangria late night dinners siestas you know all these things make sense <laughs> <laughs> no it does it does okay so then there's one more country to guess right and i have to say and this is just my theory okay i think that a lot of these sort of polls can be skewed because it's also about the access to to like information you have i just think that this country and is representative of latin america in general um but i think because it was easier to pull it's on the list because i think venezuela is probably more sexually satisfied than this country i don't know why that's just a theory i have maybe it's just because it's my country and i saw a lot of people just is like it colombia i mean colombia wouldn't surprise me either but no it's okay it's actually mexico I didn't see that as much in Mexico, personally. I found it to be a more conservative place. Me too. I've always felt that way. Even around my Mexican friends, mm -hmm. I always felt like the really vulgar one out of mm -hmm. out of everyone. And I would always be like, sorry, Caribbeans. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, that's actually pretty surprising to me. I would sit on a beach in Venezuela and a man would come up to me with like reused plastic water bottles filled with marisco and shrimp and say, rompe cochon, rompe cochon. Rompe cochon directly translates to broken mattress. Their theory is that shrimp makes you really like, you know, 
sexually productive and they would just sell it on the beach and it's called rompe cochon it's just called broken mattress and you just buy the broken mattress people be fucking everywhere people be talking about sex everywhere people be fucking everywhere people be eating rompe cochones on the beach with their little babies running around it's very open sexual society out of all of the latin american countries i i, I wouldn't put mexico as like the bottom i'd probably put chile as as the last one i'm sorry chileans um i don't know why because I, I don't know why I, I don't know why i just i feel like they're weird i feel like they're the outliers of all latin america so they would be the outliers in this too you know what i mean they'd be the the one the one country that it doesn't fit the mold um but i'd probably put mexico in the middle i'd i put a caribbean a caribbean country in as like probably the most sexually active and the most sexually like satisfied or whatever it says on the poll but yeah it kind of surprised me that it was mexico i'm sure mexicans are listening to this and they're like fuck you what are you talking about we sexy as fuck we're not saying you're not sexy i'm just saying like it's like the billboards are smarter there there's not a naked woman selling you everything like i just don't feel like that mm -hmm. society is as sexually open and like obsessed you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely that's that was my takeaway as well so like brazil is not surprising mexico was surprising out of all the latin american countries and then um yeah, I mean, there was also a couple other countries in here, like Poland, I guess. I don't know. That was kind of weird. Finland. They, they Did they not poll the Caribbean countries, like the DR or Puerto Rico? I mean, I think that they, I think PR was probably part of like the US and that, which, That's you know. That's true. And then I think, you know, the amount of people in the DR is just more difficult to get the amount of results to sort of break down the data and create an average or whatever so i don't know i think i think this is this poll is sort of a little it can give us a little insight into into countries and places but i don't know if i believe fully its results <laughs> that's just me pontificating after not seeing venezuela on the list uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> or colombia or cuba or dr or pr like it just doesn't make any sense that none of those countries are there but you know Maybe we talk the talk and we don't walk the walk. It's kind of like the U.S. The U.S. is not even in the top 20. And you it's the country that made WAP, you know, a big hit. So that's true. <laughs> Maybe it's all pantallismo. Maybe it's all more performative than it is, you know, what you do behind closed doors, which is what we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. Well, this is pretty freaking fascinating. I know. I wonder where the U.S. is in all this. Let me see. Uh, the U.S. is like not even in the top. 20 like it, it is pretty like middle low i i also think that the u.s like a lot of the things i've noticed is countries that have like access to to affordable health care because you know and and access to good sexual education and all these elements that don't seem particularly sexy do affect these numbers so i you know when you take that into account it sort of makes it a little bit more clear. Yeah, of course. There's so many unsexy factors that like inform sexiness. Yeah, absolutely. Unsexy factors. Well, Jenny, I have uh, <laughs> great news. You won the game. You won the horniest countries game. You won 2 billion Joanna points. You can redeem them at your nearest Joanna. She will get you <laughs> a water Joanna. or a tea or whatever beverage you'd like. It's a great prize for a fabulous run at this game. A Mediterranean meal. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy Mediterranean meal with all those olives and the rompecochon from Venezuela. <laughs> 
go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.